Hey, what's going on, guys? Luke here. Uh, I just wanted to do a little prelude before the podcast. I want to let you know uh, we had a little bit of internet issues this uh, last uh, episode here that you're about to hear. I uh, just wanted to give you guys a heads up. Some of the stuff might be a little bit choppy. We apologize for it. Uh, we're trying to get better at it. It's just sometimes the internet uh, for some of our guys can act up. So, uh, yeah, I hope you enjoy listening. And, uh, yeah, you guys take care. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, everybody, to the Faster Tadpoles. Uh, you should all know who we are by now, but one person you don't know is our special guest speaker for tonight, Anton. Hey, how's it going, everybody? I'm, I'm okay. So, I'm, I'm okay. I could be better. I want more food, but that's not important. Listen here, you fat fuck. <laughs> Tyler is enjoying some cooked phallic objects. Hot dogs before anyone gets the wiener jokes out. <laughs> yeah, you've already stop. gotten all the wieners in, so nobody's getting the jokes I had to, out. I had, stop, I had to stop Titchmark before he could speak. <laughs> uh, yeah, what's going on, guys? Uh, today we are going to be doing a, uh, I, I would say, uh, a pretty deep, uh, and this is nothing compared to Tyler's yeah, they uh, would go deep. throat when it comes to swallowing hot dogs, but... Uh, <laughs> Uh, we're gonna go pretty deep into into aliens. Today. That was a terrible joke. Uh, I I think this is a good one to cover. Uh, we all do. It's pretty uh pretty interesting topic, and we brought on a uh, PhD uh, of a alien expert here in Anton as one of our uh, kind of guides to the alien world, the extraterrestrials. So now, just Check for some clarification, uh, I may not be an actual PhD, but I am a reverend doctor in the Church of the Subgenius, so take that information for what you will. It just means that I'm better than you. If you have come to this podcast to get mentally fucked, I hope you're wearing your head condom today, because it's going to happen. And he's also First of all, I, I raw dog my mental fucking thank you very yeah. much. So. And Anton is Y'all are going to wake or... up from either a alcoholic high or a I just got pro by alien high, and it was really hot. And, and, and Anton is, already, is, is also but, ordained. Uh, in several fake religions, yes. I can I can legally marry people in four or five different religions. Uh, not limited to uh, the 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 Judas priest. So the first church of Lebowski. <laughs> uh, I'm also a Discordian battle the Judas priest. Right, exactly. Uh, but yeah, man, how you guys? Uh, it's good to be here. Yeah, thanks, thanks. Here, for let's, uh, let's talk about some fucking uh, extraterrestrials. Let's or talk about ultra dimensionals or whatever you want to talk about. Yeah, Are we? Uh, uh, we're, we're, we're pleased to have you, and I know that you, uh, you as Oh, a... he's pleasing himself from having you. Oh, obviously my hand hasn't left my pants since we started this podcast. It you haven't left your, your hand oh, hasn't left your dick since birth. You're the, you're the first kid to jerk off. So, uh, let's, uh, touch on, let's start off here, uh, with, Yeah, let's uh, touch on, good, good, good segue. <laughs> let, let's touch, let's, let's start on some movies. Let's, uh, let's stroke me, the dick of alien ship. T- tell me what you guys, uh, we'll start, I guess, with Tyler, about, uh, Tyler, what movie, what alien movie do you hate, like, freaked out by like what movies do you not like well me and Anton thought it wasn't work the one day but uh and he Anton and I, I mean <laughs> god damn it drake i can't fucking school <laughs> Anton and i <laughs> talking about signs uh, uh mallory gibson who says bullying isn't fun oh i get bullied like fucking i can't even finish that sentence anyway that was important. Good talk. Um, good talk. Yeah, that's that's how all my conversations start and end with good talk. <laughs> um, yeah, signs with Mallory Gibson and uh, 
uh, Joker. Gibson. Ooh, Ma Mallory Gibson's my favorite anti-Semite. <laughs> yeah. Gibson. And, um, yeah, so uh, uh, people don't know uh, uh, Joker's in there with him, too. He uh, The aliens stopped coming after him because they realized he was a psychopath. That's actually how the movie actually went, but then um, M. Night Shyamalan canceled the script because they thought it wouldn't be realistic enough. Interesting. That was my, uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, oh, what a twist. Thanks, thanks for coming to this week's episode. Come back next week. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, um, science is good. Um, I would rec I'm not fucking done talking. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I would recommend Signs. I would recommend Dark Skies. I would recommend um, Charlie the Chocolate Factory. I would recommend um, Lady <laughs> the Pooh. Christ. <laughs> okay, somebody else take over. I'm gonna start tangenting. Yeah, we need the we need the pooper. Um. So I don't like uh, people. I can finish your sentence for you. Go on. Thanks. Um, You're welcome. I'll start off. Signs was a big one, especially with like Tyler said, with us as a kids. That that movie really freaked me out. Being from the country, uh, kind of where Drake, uh, Tyler, and I grew up, there's a lot of cornfields and stuff, and so that the whole cornfield vibe with with signs never sat well with me. Like like even to this yeah. day, you drive by a cornfield, at, you know, even at nighttime, you eat that weird that weird. I, I hate corn because that of that one vibe. Um, signs is actually a reason why I got a job at uh, working in the water. <laughs> Drake's like that's why. That's the reason why I worked at cornfields. Yeah. I'm not yep. sure it was the corn. <laughs> That's why I leave half, half empty, half full glasses of water constantly all over yeah. the apartment. Yeah. You never know when a fucking alien comes up the chimney and you have to fucking whack him with yeah, it. The, the other movie that freaked me out, not so much. I, I, I enjoyed the action part of this movie. I, I guess you know any kind of movie with uh, uh, any kind of movie like this, you, you can't really see it for. You can't really look into it too much because it's more of an action-packed movie. But what, what really freaked me out was the movie, the aliens from War of the Worlds. I really didn't like how. We were basically, first of all, they're walkers. They're they're walker. They're they're alien yeah. objects. They were freaky as they hell. Were just, they, they were disabled, so they had to walk in giant machines. Now you're talking um you're talking the OG War of the Worlds or that Tom. He's Cruise, talking the, Tom, the, the Tom, yeah. Tom Cruise War of the Worlds. He's, he's talking the um. I did the, uh, I did, Maverick. I don't Maverick Worlds. The walkers freak me out, but what really freaks me out the most is just that that thought. Like we touched on this on a podcast a, a few weeks ago. About the the hostility of aliens, are they going to be polite? Are they going to be hostile? What I didn't like about War of the Worlds is how the, our bodies were basically used as a fertilizer for some kind of uh, object for the ground. Like it freaked me out. I did not like that. Like that's I don't want like our aliens who visit us to be that kind of you know aggressive. So that's what I. Well, uh, it's funny you mentioned that. I don't know if you've ever watched. I can't for the life of me remember the name of the documentary, but it, it's basically just Dan Aykroyd sitting down, uh, smoking a bunch of cigarettes, and talking about aliens. Which I mean, I don't know about you, but that's oh. a great way to spend a fucking hour and a half. But according to him, he, his personal opinion on uh, on aliens is that they would not be friendly because no species would, you know travel that much of a distance to make contact with somebody only to be like, hey, we're friends, let's help you. They're far more likely to be uh, the same way that, you know, uh, you know, European settlers were when they visited the Americas of being like, hey, this is ours now. Okay. Uh, fuck you. Uh, yeah. I, can, I have two things to say to that. First of all, the, the full documentary by Dan Eckford was actually confiscated by the Men in Black. Oh, that's awkward. I can't find it anywhere, so that sounds like a good enough fucking explanation well, no, to me. I watched it twice. Where the hell was Tommy Lee he Jones? Actually, he actually said that it was these. It was Men in Black that actually took it. That's one of the the biggest things that that proves Men in Black is around. Yeah, interesting. Uh, and then secondly, um, I'm sure you've heard of this before as well. Uh, 
the Fermi Paradox, or the Great Filter, I uh, I would have to say would stop any hostile, hostile uh, civilization from ever reaching um, galactic, you know, or even solar system level of uh, exploration. So, well, one would uh, think that uh, if a... Yeah, one would think that if a species was that violent that they would, in fact, destroy themselves first, you know, going along lines with the, uh, the, the parallels of when UFO contact started, be, or when UFO sightings started becoming more prevalent was after we had learned to manipulate the environment on a quantum scale, i.e. cracking the atom. Yep. I heard so, that the CIA changed the name of those, oh. too. They're, they're unidentified flying ovaries. Jesus Christ, Tyler. I mean, people always wonder. And one, once a month, they soak whatever township that they're flying above in blood. Yeah, it's just it's, absolutely it's, disgusting. Uh, 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 people wake up like they're total bitches like, about it, and it's just yeah. not. Why, why does it smell like fish outside? Oh my we're, god! We're not even. We're not even near a lake. Close your legs, right. bitch. Uh, so Drake, if you want to touch yeah. on your movies, Oppenheimer, you know, was. Uh, Oppenheimer. Oh god, I love Oppenheimer. Should we open my mouth? Um, I need my morning stuff. I guess, guess, just say movies. I mean. Who's the most influential alien movie? Um, the Alien, obviously. One of the greatest movies ever made. And then, um, obviously, the second was Predator. But, uh, I mean, movies are one thing, but, like, real life is something completely different. And I'd like to actually get into life stuff. I mean, how many people here actually think, like, actually believe that they're not only, not only real, but possible? You, you know, you're or, saying or real or possible, us. like, uh, they're already here? Like, are we talking like a they live type scenario, or are we talking like a hybrid program scenario? Any, any, I mean, uh, it could be, it could be a they live, it could be a, a hybrid, it could be, a, um, you know, takeover, it could be a, um, what's that guy's name that used to be a, uh, European sportscast, but now, uh, David Icke. David Icke. David Icke. Uh, the re- David master Icke of the reptilians. You know, yep. Yes. It could be a David Icke scenario, or it could be a transpermia, uh, um, you know, let's, let's, what one is it? Which one do you think it is? Or is it a combination of all? Did you say transpermia? Like, sperm? Now, the optimist in me would like to believe that any hybridization programs would be for the benefit of mankind. Like, I definitely like to think, uh, optimistically, that we're more likely to have a, uh, benevolent parent type scenario. Like, uh, you know, uh, Graham Hancock, Chariots of the Gods, and things along those mm-hmm. lines of, uh, we're helping you. You are. Uh, we, we created you. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, we, we created you. Uh, even accidentally, the whole uh, we created you to harvest gold for our ships. Uh, to paraphrase Trevor Moore, and when the planet was dry, we'd wipe you out and then dip. Um, <laughs> but like you know, th- then they were like, "Oh, you've become self-aware, so maybe that's not what we should do." But that's we're we're getting into Terrence McKenna fucking stoned ape theories on that on that point. Um, but I, I think there is also the, uh, you know, the possibility of the malevolent, we are simply cattle, uh, or, you know, the uh, abandoned child syndrome as well, which is just like, yeah, they, they created us, they came down, and then eventually something caused them to be like, you know what, fuck this, we're leaving. Imagine if yeah. how we milk cows, they milk us for, for their own shit. Like, like because... Like I got like nipples, Tyler, can you milk cats? me? I mean... Oh. In, that's a good um, fucking movie. Um, or or are they like the Spaceballs and they only want us for our air? I love that movie so much, dude. Spaceballs is hilarious. He had the space right, well, special. So, 
Yo, okay, so Spaceballs, can we just appreciate the fact that, that John Hurt fucking reprised his role from mm -hmm. Alien in Spaceballs only to do the same bit all over again? Like, that was, that was fantastic. I love when people do that. They're like, I'll come back for a second just because it's just, like, nostalgia. No, no, not again. <laughs> um... But yeah, what do you uh, what do you guys think about like uh, the tie-in with cryptids? Like you know the uh, the extraterrestrial origin of like Chupacabra or the Flatwood monsters or or like the Fortean storms uh, made famous for everyone that hasn't seen that wonderful Chupacabra X Files episode of the the yellow oh, rain was, or the green rains or anything like that. that. Good. Yeah, I uh, be, being not as in depth, I guess you could say, as like like what someone like you, Anton. For me, I don't think. I think we've been visited before, um, but I don't. You've been think, visited in your bedroom by I don't man. think anything has come. Maybe you know, very, I could be completely. Maybe there is some kind of hybrid, or maybe that you know, maybe we are kind of cross. You know, some, something was crossbred. You know what? You know, it's one of those questions like what came first, the chicken or the egg? So it's like, in in essence, what uh, you know? Have we been visited before? Have we been? Uh, have have we? Is there something that's happened in terms of animals on this earth that have been tested from aliens? Like. I don't think there has been. I, I definitely think we've been visited, but I don't think we've uh, had anything along those lines. Maybe it's going to come. I mean, I'll be probably the first guy in the world to get, you know, knowing my luck, I'll be the first, first one guy in the world to come. Nice big probe <laughs> up my ass, so. so. So basically, you're saying that you don't necessarily subscribe to the, uh, the, 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 uh, God, I, I don't want to credit him with the theory because he's Tom fucking DeLong. But the, uh, you know, the reverse engineering and that we have the technology of these things and what have you. He's just the one that's kind of brought it into the, uh, the mainstream uh, along with, you know, all of the, uh, like, we, we'd be remiss if we didn't acknowledge the fact that, uh, what was it, two years ago, we had that, uh, that video that came out that has a clear line, uh, clear paper trail back to the DOD of that, uh, the Tic Tac from the Navy like fighter pilots. Um, the three videos, actually, they released... Yeah, they released. Well, there's there's quite a few different ones. Yeah, I'm referring to the one specifically though that is from the the cockpit. First, yeah, it's rotating. Longer one. Yes, yes, the it's rotating. We're not sure what it's doing. It's it's turning over its toast and it's putting the the toaster. That's why it's rotating. And where are the crickets? And yeah, somebody with that sound bite, please. Uh, okay, so here's here's the other thing. Do you are you more apt to uh, subscribe to the the nuts and bolts like the, the Stan ideology, or are you talking the uh, the John Keel uh, of Mothman Prophecies fame? Uh, uh, the what's the book called? The Eighth Tower, which is the interdimensional. Like, do you believe it's extraterrestrial or interdimensional? That's. Uh, uh, I would like to think that um, there are. Both. Um, when I for intervention, I, I would I would go to the Art Bell call when the guy supposed actor called into Art Bell and and said that um, the uh, you know the what we think of aliens are actually intervention government to cut the world's population half so that the rest of the people have more easy control of their safe and these people too, but not because they. Actually, blah blah blah, you know, and then uh, somehow Art Bell's actual radio station lost power at the exact moment, and uh, the backup generation, you know, um, 
even though I mean, I guess that I guess that could be just an actor playing a trick on you know, a bunch of people. Or you know, isn't that and, you know? But uh, I don't know. I thought I always thought that was interesting. That one's definitely a classic coast to coast episode. Um, is. Isn't that the one that uh, Tool used the sound clip yep. for for one of their songs? Uh, op op Opifilm. Yes. Yes. Opifilm? Uh, yeah. Yep. That's that's the one. My other my music. other favorite one was the one of the guy who uh, called in talking about piloting over uh, the Groom Lake facility uh, for the layperson that yeah, was that Area Fifty One. Of uh, the guy talking just on the phone with Art Bell, and Art Bell's like, uh, "You should." You should not be doing that. And then it, you know, the line goes, goes dead, you, you wanna, assuming that die. he was shot down. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's uh, it's definitely definitely pretty trippy. Uh, do you? Okay, so for the nuts and bolts, are you uh, a fan of the, uh, the the future human theory for the nuts and bolts UFOs of them just being like time travelers coming back to check out the 20th century and the 21st century or what have you? So, um, I would have to say. I don't think that that's a possibility because I don't think the universe allows for backwards time travel um, because of paradoxical uh, consequences. For sure. Um, for sure. So I think I think the universe has a natural um, blockage or stopping point when that happens, and I, I would I actually call that like a uh, I don't I think it's called a divergent theory, which is if you draw like a line. And every time somebody wants to travel back in time, a new line from that point drawn out like a tree branch, so it doesn't affect the original time period. It creates a brand new one. The the web, like, yes. Yeah, you, you know which we talk about then in the which would then talk about interdimensional because that'd be another uh, dimension traveling alongside ours. You know, um, but the, so I mean, I don't think that technically they are people coming back to assist us in any way because you know if if the life that that we're living is not um, being messed with by us physically traveling back in time, then we're still living in the same um, straight line through time that we leave, you know? But uh, I will say I, I do kind of like the idea that we were already um, made as a hybrid in the past from local, uh, you know, the, the planetary species that was on and half millions DNA, you know, like what the Anunnaki did with um, the monkeys and the creative well, technique, like the, the play and species and human or Adamu. But, you know, some, something along those lines has always kind of been intriguing to me, you know. And I mean, it would sort of account for our lack of knowledge in our DNA and how 90% of our DNA is what's considered quote unquote junk DNA. Like right. What is, you know? Right. You imagine saying you have junk DNA. Like, yeah. oh yeah, your junk I mean, DNA is salty. Like, a lot of our DNA, you know, even though we're we're such a high match to, to chimpanzee, I mean, we are masked different still. Even though you know, really, I think it's two chromosome off, you know. Yeah. But, I mean, and those two chromosomes, like, you know, interesting. And then apparently, how we beat out every single other um, hominid species on Earth as well for supremacy. By, yeah. Yeah. You know, by either killing them or mating with them. You know? Um, but I mean, that's just that's just all over the world, you know. I don't know if humans would be able to travel the world, whether or not they have land masses or land bridges and continents like that. You know, I, I would have to. I mean, well, I mean, which is the, like, uh, what the whole thing is about humanity is that we're just overall extremely lucky. We're we're very lucky. Um, I, I guess we have, uh, as Darwin said, but it is not the strongest nor the smartest that survive, but rather those that are most adept to change. Um, 
we between you know our our working together uh, with commonality or our usage of tools or anything along those lines, which have given us an advantage over other hominid species. Or my use of toys. Oh. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, das ist wunderbar, ja. Um, but we, I mean, we also, like, if we're venturing into that territory of what makes us special, we would be remiss should we not, uh, bring up the Terence McKenna stoned ape theory of, uh, I mean, it has been theorized and, and slightly proven among certain research groups that, like, things like psilocybin and other things along those lines actually create new neuropathways in our brains, like, um, uh, what the fuck, uh, Paul Stamets. Terrence McKenna, Dennis McKenna, uh, all of their theories on those things. And John um, Stamos' theory. Fuck John Stamos. Full House sucks. I, don't I, I, I want to go on sentiment. record saying Full House is ass. Okay? It's not a good know. show. John Stamos is sexy, though. Very, very attractive is man. Now. And we just lost uh, the six viewers that are watching our podcast. Hey! <laughs> Guess it wasn't a Full House of <laughs> Up next, I talk shit about The Office. <laughs> <laughs> That'll 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 cause um, some uh, some uh, fun. Uh, aids. So I, I should ask also: uh, Are you familiar with uh, the uh, the deep dark uh, Christian conspiracy aspect of things of the connection of Aleister Crowley to uh, alien phenomena or, or, or demons? Um, Lamb specifically from Lieber seventy one. Um, not as much on that one. I you know. It's definitely a junker theory, uh, yeah. in my opinion. It's, it's one of those, like, oh, okay, this is just a bunch of people that don't understand, like, at all what he was going for. Yeah, um, like Haley's Comet being um, an alien vessel. It's a good shine on something. Well, now, now we're venturing into fucking, um... Oh, God. I am... Uh, Heaven's Gate. I almost forgot yeah, that, yeah. and I would have oh, been that's very fine. upset. That shit's fucked up, dude. Speaking of, do you know how much an original pair of Nike Decades goes for on eBay? It's close to $7,000, which is insane. Holy hell. Even for, even for true crime yeah, buffs, I'm just like, that's a little ridiculous. Well, yeah, but the Nike Decades were only made for a certain amount of time, yeah. and the whole reason that, like, everyone argued the significance of, why did Heaven's Gate wear the Nike Decades? And the short answer is because they got a deal and they're fucking cheap. That's fine. <laughs> they bought in bulk. They got a deal. It yeah. was fine. So bought cult, please. You and I have thrown out a quite a quite a lot of theories or quite a lot of you know things um, that we should fill in like our viewers and even Lucas and Tyler on. Yeah, they're fine. not on the same. You know, they're not on the same like they don't like. We're on the same it, uh, level of, of, of so, expertise. So let's, 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 choose to one, let's choose something that you you believe more so than anything else, and let, let's let's talk to them about this. You know. All right. I'm fine with that. You know, because because uh, they're not they're not really able to follow we're, along. We're yeah, not. I am. I am sitting. At, I am sitting we're, at my desk, and you guys are. On. You guys are standing up at the he, chalkboard with lingerie on. Well, to paraphrase a couple of my favorite on. authors, uh, first and foremost, we'll go with uh, Old Bob. Uh, you know, Hail Bob. Hail all hail Discordia. Um, you know, Robert Anton Wilson with the, uh, the wonderful oh, paraphrase hell, of, it is my, thing. it is my firm belief that it is a terrible idea to hold firmly held beliefs. Um, so I'm really kind of open to whatever. I just, I more or less like researching everything and I don't, I don't ever really, uh, get to a point where I'm like, ah, I know what's going on. Uh, because with, with, with every new bit of disclosure that comes out, I'm often reminded of the fabled last words of Dr. Werner von Braun. Uh, for our listeners who don't know, 
who Dr. Werner von Braun is. He is the ex-Nazi who helped get us to the moon. Yeah, Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. Yes. Rocket, rocket, uh, or not rocket sky. What the fuck's that movie that has? Doctor Strange, October Sky. Yeah, October Sky. It's a good sky, movie. Yeah. It's a good um, movie. But to paraphrase the Tom Lear song, "Bust the rocket set up. Who cares? Vesta come down. That's not my department," said Werner von Braun. Uh, but the fabled, the fabled last words of Doctor Werner von Braun were, "Beware the false invasion from the heavens." Uh, feeding into QAnon and any a other ridiculous a conspiracy. Though, like, let's be real here. That's how sick that court is. But we're talking about a man that was brought over during Operation Paperclip, and they basically just yeah. in world history right here. Right. Yeah, him, him, or Jack Parsons for sure, the man who you invented know. solid state rocket fuel. Definitely, or I mean, uh, also you could, you could throw a lot of names in with that with that category, but I mean, he was definitely up there for sure. I, I like I said I, uh, earlier in the in the, uh, the podcast, I personally like to think that our uh, our our alien fathers and and mothers and deities for lack of a better term are benevolent yeah and wish to see mankind reach its 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 full you know its full potential um like the uh the israeli uh uh intelligence agent that came out and said of defense oh yeah thank you yes yeah he knew that we that was talking this whole time that was pretty insane it's it's and it's definitely um it's good for thought i think with our uh our current uh, timeline for disclosure that we're at is a very cool time to be alive. Um, I don't know if you guys remember way back when, it was around 2007, 2008, but France declassified all of their documents. The only problem was is that everything was in French, so you would have to go yeah. log in online and then oh, yeah. translate the page, but uh, that hey, shit well, got fucking got crashed. Aliens! Like, it was pretty much crashed almost instantly, uh, and, and there have been theories that have gone from, you know, everyone trying to log on at once, or governments overclocking the site so that way it would get shut down and there no new traffic would be involved. I was on it several times. I managed to translate a couple pages. It was interesting from what I saw. Uh, at the time, I also had a, uh, a tin box set of, uh, of Disclosure uh, DVDs and what have you uh, that were all also from France that were just, uh, you know, I, I like to be hopeful in that you know these are the things that have kind of been the guiding hand of humanity that have been like okay well we've helped create you we've helped steer you away from destruction um like prime example uh one of the most common things around uh, at least during cold war interactions with uh you know non alleged non-terrestrial crafts were the fact that uh they were often spotted around uh facilities with nuclear capabilities um, more often than not, down, yeah. exactly, the launch codes wouldn't work, and that, like, they just got the, that's, you know, the board lit cool. up for their inability to actually so cool. detonate or fire anything, which is kind of like that, that the, the stern but loving parent that's like, no, 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 you don't stick the fork in the left socket, <laughs> okay? Um, so that, personally, that's where I like to, I like to be, uh, just Tom, because you don't play with your food. And that it's it's the most optimistic of scenarios. I, I prefer that over the Independence Day, like they're just here to fuck shit up scenario. And that yeah, would that yeah. would that That's would that would, Hollywood fun. that would corroborate a lot with like you don't hear a, you still see alien activity now, but it really seems like there was a crap ton of activity that was happening in the Cold War times that were that was coming out. It seemed a lot more nowadays than like now. You'll catch something here and there that's kind of 
questionable or, or interesting or those declassified F-18 cockpit videos, like that stuff, but it's not to the level of where it seemed when it was during the times where the world was on destruction. So the up the the older parents or the, the, the parents, you know, theme there right. really comes into play. Like right now it's kind of more of a peaceful time. There's not really anything threatening. Sure, we have nuclear weapons, but they're not pointed really as aggressive as you'd think to other other countries so you're not really getting as much action in the sky as and 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 you know eyewitness accounts compared to what it was back between you know the 1950s 1940s onwards to the the late 80s so there was even things i don't know if you remember there's a few documents i i could pull them up i can't remember what they are right now but there's a few documents pertaining to uh there was quite a bit of uh alien activity over chernobyl when chernobyl was off there was a few eyewitness accounts of people who were leaving chernobyl that said that they they noticed things in the sky that weren't really noticeable that were or that were kind of and you know some could have been obviously american spy spy planes and youtube spy planes and stuff but also uh you know some were were deemed you know kind of uh uh, not noticeable by the human eye, you know, in terms of what it should be. So you never know. That's another thing too. And a big nuclear disaster like that, they're trying to maybe check out and make sure that nothing happens to the, to the world maybe or something. I don't know. Right. For sure. I mean, making that, that making sure that is not some sort of. Yeah. I mean, that, that again goes to what I was saying earlier. I mean, if these, if these aliens, if they have the technology to travel so far distances um, like this and that yet, they, and then they have it transcended to either machine intelligence or uh, full consciousness, um, you know, themselves, um, they would still have feelings or emotion because we can only assume that based on everything else that we have to judge off the, you know, 60 billion life forms here on Earth, um, every single one of them shows some form of conscious and some form of feeling, whether it be scared, compassion, absolutely, anger, yeah. you know, we'd have to assume that these aliens would also be able to feel that. and. If they were the only intelligent life force in the entire galaxy, I think that civilization would feel lonely in its status, and it would maybe want to help elevate other civilizations to that same status. You know, so uh, it would actually, you know, seem nice that aliens would want to do, would want to uh, guide us. You know, of course, if you want to have a civilization um, be their own civilization, they have to evolve, or you know you know, grow up on their own without, you know, with just a, maybe a faint getting hand in the background. But, um... Matt, um, if they're, like, know. all these people think that they're, like, bad and they're secretly, like, being really, really nice behind the scenes. Oh, that's technically what the... <laughs> they're, they're, like, respectful as hell. The, the draconian, you know? Wait, uh, so... so I'm, I'm, you're cutting up there for a second. So you were saying, uh, Tyler, you were saying they were being nice, and then you mentioned the draconians? No, that was Drake. Okay, I was saying the Draconians are what we would, what would, would most commonly refer so to as Tyler, reptilian. So Tyler said, uh, imagine if they're being nice, but they're actually evil, in, and they want yeah. you know, the, to rule us. And I said, oh, so that, that's like the Draconians then. Right, no, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's tipping into David Icke territory yeah, there. Um, which is, is also, uh, you know, arguably the subplot to the Fire Brothers movie. Um, yeah, I mean, if we're getting into draconian territory, we're also getting into uh, archon territory, which means that we're somehow drifting over into um, Madame uh, Helena Blavatsky territory and theosophy and uh, separate root races of man and uh, things along those lines. But um, what do you guys think? Are you uh, are, are you of the 
the, the opinion that they're, they're more like it says audio cutting out from me. Yeah, 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 you're cutting out a little bit. Definitely. I'm, I'm cutting out a bit. Yeah, you cut out a little bit. Yeah, there. I, I think right, I think right there. Are, is like, it better now? Miss earlier. I think we all are cutting in and out actually. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I think yeah, we we're, we're, we're glitching a bit. It's uh, some some more technical issues here. Hmm. Um, <laughs> just uh, what's your question again, Anton? No, I was saying, do you guys uh, are you guys more of the malevolent or benevolent uh, idea? Primarily, like uh, you and Tyler, because we haven't heard too much from you guys about that. Uh, do you guys think, think that they would be I, friend or foe? I think, uh, man. I mean, you think about the history. In the words of think about Fox Mulder, I want to believe. You think about the history of the world. I, you know, I, I, I can't be too hopeful. Unfortunately, with the history of the world, the history of man has always wanted conflict, and I think uh, any, any. Uh, oh, sorry. it's human nature to kill each other. Any kind of. Um, uh, any kind of uh, extraterrestrial being that comes here and sees what we're doing in terms of the war against each other, I think would just rather eradicate the whole thing and take the place for themselves. So I'd be more on the on the the meaning that they'd come here with a hostile, and you know, and it could be one of those things where they just fire one gun and all of us turn into dust. You know, that you don't know what the technology could hold for. Yeah, a, a the, place uh, like that, so see, it's the gun from uh, that that movie. Oh, see, that's the thing. If they if they that... can travel if they can travel that far and that distance and they are hostile. Um, the amount of technology that they have, they wouldn't even have to fire a gun. Yeah, it'd be over. Be, right. Be yep. gone. It'd be you over. Know, like, it would be, well, it would I mean, be they, vaporizing units. They could very well just play the fucking way, too, and just let us destroy ourselves. It's not as though we really need any help doing that. Yeah, um, right. That could be another reason why, you know, uh, encounters and sightings have spiked during the Cold War is because they're just kind of sitting there waiting for us to take ourselves out. Yeah, yeah. And then they will just swoop in and be like, oh, look. Uh, a hospitable planet that has plenty of resources that no longer has a dominant species. Yep. Time to fuck. So I always thought that that um, that resource argument for the aliens coming to the planet, you know, wanting to come to like the Earth to take resources or whatnot, was kind of funny. Um, because again, just to have that many discs, you would be able to pull resources from just anything. And there'd be nothing special about Earth, you know. Literally nothing special about Earth, and it's out there that comprise everything. You know, most one one was mostly the other one's mostly that. I mean, uh, yes, if you're a machine, if you're a machine planet, you'd want to maybe take Earth. If you're a machine race, you'd want maybe want to take Earth over silica. It's high silica, but at the same time, I believe uh, the Moon Europa and Venus actually also have higher silica than Earth does. So I mean, those would just be two better. You know, plus they don't have a uh, a hostile race living on that planet as well so you wouldn't have to need that, that does have nuclear capability mind you no matter how advanced you are nuclear capability is still um, gonna hurt you you know that's <clears> you know that's so i mean there would be there's really no reason to come to earth to mine resources because that if, be if i was an alien else. and i was like do I come to this planet? I look at Earth and be like, wow, that place is dog shit. I'm going fucking somewhere else. Oh, somewhere. Well, that goes into the whole, like, we're a yeah. backwoods planet type shit. Um, so, okay, yeah. let me ask you this. Uh, Grays, do you think they are actual biological beings? Do you think that they are android, uh, like, like the, uh, again, going into David Icke territory, do you think that the Grays are more of an android that's controlled to make contact? Or, yeah. like... Yeah, that, that's, that's what I think. Not, not along the lines of, you know, they're abducting people to 
to do you know, evil experiments or whatnot, but I mean, they, they, they definitely are, um, only in the sense that whenever somebody views them, they're viewing them without a, a protective suit on, is that we can visually see. Maybe the suit very thin film that goes over top of their skin like normal, but they are wearing clothes at all times as well, so I mean, that would go against having that suit that can do that if you're wearing clothes, why not just wear a full suit? You know, so the fact that these greys can breathe our planet as well, I think the furthest, like the, the closest planet that has similar to us is like over, I think it was 33 million light years away, or no? Yeah, no. That sounds about right, yeah. Fucking, fucking fire, fucking fire. <laughs> Something far that's insanely far. distant, yeah, yes. Yeah, you know. I think I'm not necessarily so, I mean, far. The, the, you know, the, so, so any, any kind of alien race that could do that standing here on Earth is, would be massively, 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 even less Correct. than what, you know, any other alien would, would be able to handle, you know. Um, so I definitely have to say that like, the Greys, and maybe the Greys were an alien race that did transcend into the next stage of evolution, which I think is in intelligence or, you know, cyber AI are becoming one, you know, a machine, and they are become, you know, maybe a little bit flash still, or maybe just completely uh, machine in, in nature that can withstand multiple um, atmospheric conditions, multiple, multiple planetary conditions, multiple uh, space conditions as well, you know. Um, you think the aliens are in a necrophilia? I tell you I what. Mean, I, I, tell, I tell you what. If these aliens are, if the air, aliens are hostile, we 100% will be enslaved. And the one thing that uh, I 100% believe, I know, I know, experimentation. You know, it gets to anyone because obviously it's someone being experimented on. It's you know, whenever you hear about the Japanese who experimented on on subjects during World War Two, um, Unit 731, yeah. yeah, yeah, Unit 731. Like any kind of experimentation freaks you out um, because they don't know. They're not gonna. The, the one thing about experimentation is they don't t take into account the he, the the human aspect of it so it's not really they're you know they're there to to pretty much uh just see what you're about and i'm sure they might have the, the technology to basically just scan your body and see exactly what you're made of but they would like to see how you react to things and and how you react to certain maybe objects or, or weapons that they have you know so yeah the whole invasion experimentation thing definitely uh i think it, i mean unfortunately be the end of our world and there may be you know uh, uh, but the, again why would why would the aliens risk having a, a civilization that has a proven history of backlash and um, biting the hand that feeds them, trying and many times since their when they can just build a, a Van Noyten probe to go and do that for them themselves and propose their directions in every single possible. Well, they say, you know, I have. Yeah, I have well, what if that's what what if that's what the Greys are? The Greys are an expendable race of. Exactly. Fighters. That, that's what it, you know. That they could be, hundred percent. You know, that would, you know, put in with them being like an android or a cyborg or something. You know, something I think along that another race invented. I, I think we would also be remiss if we didn't like touch on the fact that during the Cold War, uh, one explanation for why the sightings were so uh, so prevalent was just Cold War paranoia. Of being like everybody yeah, watching the yeah, sky, yeah, waiting, yeah, yeah. waiting for the ICBMs yeah, yeah. to come down and be like, "Oh God, you know, doom, the doomsday clock is set two minutes to midnight and shit." And like, yeah. Actually, the um, the, the closest I told this to Tyler, I can't 
Yeah, we were, we were talking about the whole reason we're playing Warzone. But um, the closest we've ever been to Doomsday was literally like 10 seconds. To... Was that the one where uh, the, one the, uh, the Russian and he didn't push the button yeah. even though it looked like a bunch of missiles were coming down? Yeah. He, yeah. So, the, so there was a Russian submarine, I'll do it real quick. It was a Russian submarine and there was two people on the submarine that had a key code. And they both have to put in their key code and then, then they launch the nuclear missile. So they got a false signal that the U.S. sent out missiles to them. Um, one of the commanders put in the key code and the other commander didn't want to so a mutiny happened on the ship a big fight happened i guess and they but they still never got the one the second commander to put in his key code and so since he never did they never launched a nuclear missile so when they went back and back to arrest them and follow orders you know what um they found out that the that was just a uh error communication in their system and that the us never actually fired missiles and we were that and the whole the we whole reason we're close. still standing is because yep. that man decided because to fucking think critically and be like we were nah. that close because of one man <laughs> let's not murder yeah. millions of people because i feel yeah, like it's I mean, necessary you know and that, that's why I'm, I'm so upset that i can't remember his name because he he literally kept humanity yeah, it's a name that we. There should be statues to that man in every major city. Oh, for sure. Everybody should know who that man is. You know. Agreed. Agreed. Um, let me. Uh, let me actually. I'm gonna. I'm gonna check that man's name really quick right now because I feel like we would be remiss if we didn't tell. His, his name is George Foreman. We got about 20 minutes left here. Let's George cover, Foreman. Let's cover. I know we could go on this topic forever, but uh, let's kind of get into. Holy shit! That could, are you are you, you talking glass keyboard? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, that was. Holy shit! Um, let's uh. We're being okay, so speak. Stanislav, I can't pronounce that middle name. Petrov, Ooh, 1983, Petrov. Soviet Petrov. nuclear Petrov. false alarm. Yeah. yeah, Stanislav Petrov. Stanislav Petrov. Real Stanislav Petrov. War. So let's uh, we got about 10, 20 minutes left here. So let's uh, let's go to uh, our personal encounters. Um, I definitely have. Uh, one or two that I'd like to touch on, and then uh, I don't know about Dr you know Drake was same, for same. you, and then Anton's definitely got a few too. Uh, Tyler, I've unfortunately had none, so I guess I'll just sit here and fuck myself. Mine's from. Uh, Tyler, but, but Tyler, try to think maybe any close calls, anything that you maybe like coming home. I, I didn't do that. Haven't. Kind of shit, yes, but nothing man. alien related. Nothing. I haven't. I've only seen planes in the sky. Okay. Uh, Drake, how about you? I've seen planes. Uh, Drake's been Drake's been touched intimately. <laughs> I've touched them in. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's like you uh, got you got long hands that makes it easier. <laughs> Look at, I missed the face cast. Yeah. Um, uh, so I have, wow, I have two in, that happened in California when I was in California. Um, basically, they were green flashes, and they fell direct out of the sky, like from the upper ionosphere down. Correctly, um, but it fell straight down and then was gone. And I would try to look up, you know, and they were bright green, bright, bright, bright green. Um, I looked up uh, for uh, asteroids in the area, nothing. I you know, plane crashes, anything like that, nothing, nothing, nothing. Those are, you know, all by unexplained, unidentified flying objects in the full on sense of the term. I don't know if they're, but they were definitely. And they did not make it. Um, Lucas, though, I don't know if you remember this. Way back when you and I were in the trailer park, standing at the top of the rock hill, and looking over the sky, yep. um, I think I, we looked like, like northwest, and we I, saw this thing. I just got chills, dude. It did a literal, it did a literal Z pattern in the sky, yep. like yep. perfect Z, uh, moving from like uh, uh, you know, 
southwestern north there's a yeah oh i was that was one of the things that i saw that maybe you really want to want to believe you know yeah that wasn't natural i didn't know if you remember that one or not oh i do i do now that you've like said that like you've gone back to it um, you brought back PTSD and sick tonight. I do have a, um, an eidetic memory, so I like to think, although memory does change, though, so I can... Trey remembers his first day he was born. From, you know, hmm. when I was 13 years old, but... He was like, but, uh, he was like I felt the warmness of her floping too as I came out. You are weird. Like, <laughs> I came from you, so I wonder why. Uh... uh but uh, yeah, no, I. You're I, fucking. That's one thing I just never forgotten that, that it was like 100% a Z pattern. Those were yeah. literal, not 90. That's nuts. Not 90 degree, like 45 degree angles. That yeah, that was weird. Making like, instantly. Well, I mean, the the rapid angle. correction is kind of a yeah. uh, you know solid trait of yeah. you know all all Like I I obviously I I, could, I can't like say like the the overall speed, but it was. The sky, at least pretty darn quickly, and it, it was a forty-degree angle. It wasn't a swoop, and it was it was a bright angle, of, you know. 100 yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Um. So I'll I'll so touch on for... mine if you want, Anton. We'll leave with yours because I know uh, yours are probably uh. Oh, you're you're a pretty good uh. Um, I'm sure yours are probably pretty freaky as well. We'll 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 finish off on yours being our guest. Um. <laughs> so the. I guess the first one I had the the one that I just had actually was actually pretty recent. Um, well, I'll touch I'll touch on that one second. But the first one I had, um, my uncle where we go hunting and uh, and Tyler can attest to to him. He's a pretty sane person. Although yeah. now he's I, I guess if you consider that, then I guess I've had my alien car. Then that's not really an alien car, more like story. But go on. Yeah. So our our uncle Larry lives out kind of in an area where if you've ever seen the movie Signs, and anyone on this podcast, if you've seen the movie Signs, he lives out in an area where he's his house is literally of splitting so, splitting image of that. He's literally surrounded by cornfields. And he has always stated now this guy has lived by himself. He is sharper than a tack. He has... You go there you can oh, talk to him about anything. Fun, he is sharper as a tack. I mean, he's single, unfortunately, but he's never married, but he is... He's a very bright-minded guy, really up on his political and all that stuff like that. Anyways, he always would talk... Even though he's as sharp as a tack, um, he has always maintained that he's been visited more than once by aliens, and it's it has always freaked me out. Ever since I was a little kid, we've gone hunting there. Now, it, you know, people in this podcast who aren't privy to hunting, you get in really early hours of the morning, so you're walking in when it's dark out. And and there was one time when we were walking in, um, and I obviously I, I I'm. 99% sure this was a deer, but I was walking in and he he would always say, you know, there's aliens in the woods and stuff like that, and we were always freaked out, so I, unfortunately, as we're all walking down as a group of my family, walking down to our tree stand and stuff, everyone breaks off at certain times, well, I was the last person to walk the last maybe 200 yards to my tree stand by myself, and as I'm walking, I got my flashlight shining back and forth because I'm a young kid at this point, I'm freaked out in the dark, and I happened to come across just a pair of eyes. Now, I they were close together, but for me, I knew, like, in the back of my head, like, all right, this has to be a deer or whatever, but it was a very tall deer, and it was taller than what your average, like, his, the eyesight with this thing was taller pretty decently. Now, I don't know if it was, it was dark, so it could have been standing on a hill, but it was pretty, at a, at a decent enough height where it was, 
you know, where it didn't seem like it should be a deer, and the way it was looking or whatever, and it, it clo- the eyes were close together and stuff like that, and um, I put my gun up and used my flashlight with the, my gun, because I was going to, sh- like, I'll shoot at something that's going to ch- charge after me, why not? Self-defense. Um, and, uh, sure enough, uh, it just took off and, and I heard it crash through the woods and disappeared. And that has always given me a weird feeling. And I've always thought about that as, as maybe an encounter. Sure. 99% chance it was a deer, but just the way that it was and the way that it had given me that, that the, the personality of it definitely kind of freaked me out. I know it bounded away probably like a deer should as well, being scared of the light and stuff like that. But, um, so that was my first story with, with our Uncle Larry, and then the second story actually happened just about two months ago. Uh, I was up in our cabin up here, and this is in the middle, we're in the middle of nowhere, you're you're 45 minutes away from town, it's, it's a pretty remote area, and um, uh, we were in the area of where? Uh, a remote area up here in northern Canada, so we were, uh, we were at the cabin, and we decided, uh, my wife and her sister and I all went out, uh, we, were, we have a snowmobile, so we decided to go out in the middle of the ice at like 10 o'clock at night, pitch black out, just to go look at the stars. And so we go out, we're looking at the stars, you know, we're not, we, each of us had a beer, so no one's like hallucinating or nothing, nothing crazy. So we're having a, we're having a, a beer, just kind of chilling out there watching the stars, and we notice these two stars that are close to each other that are kind of making like weird patterns in the, like, like in terms of their blinking and stuff, but they're off, they're way off in the distance. They look like stars, you know, in the sky. But we had noticed that the, that during that time, they had actually moved. And not like a plane would. Like, you can watch a plane travel to- closer to you. These ones actually were coming up over the horizon very slowly, but they were still moving. And this was in the course of, like, 15 minutes. You're not going to notice the Earth move when you're out there in 15 minutes. But these things were definitely moving as a pair, coming up, like, up towards the sky higher up. And it was uh, it was pretty freaky. It was kind of weird. We got... We actually got kind of weirded out by watching these things move. We were waiting for them to fly over like a, like a pair of planes, but they never did. They just kept slowly coming over the horizon, and like usually a plane coming over the horizon can fly over pretty... It, it doesn't take 15 minutes for a plane to cross, and I have an app, too, and even check the app to see if there's any planes in the area that, like, because I have a, a, a radar app that can show where the planes are and stuff and their altitudes. No planes were even remotely close to us, so it was kind of, kind of interesting, you know, it kind of freaked us out. Damn. Uh, what's yours? I mean, I kind of go with Lucas here. I unfortunately haven't had anything personally happen to me, but um, like being near Uncle Larry, an absolute legend. Shout out to him. Sure. I mean, he's never going to watch this podcast, but it's okay. He's still a boss. <laughs> um, it's just like anyone who's seen signs, like this picture, this stereotypical. Like, really creepy ass farmhouse with nothing but crop circles surrounding it. Like that's kinda of where his house is. Like he's got he's got those crops all the way on both sides of him, up and down the road. I mean also he's lives not far from uh Broncos Asylum, which is a fucking podcast on its own. Yeah. Um That's pretty dope. And just like just just hearing him like say like oh yeah, you know, like I, I was visited by the mothership saying like that shit's fucking yeah, creepy. And listen, wow. like this guy someone just said a smile on their face, like they're is... proud of it. He is a bright-minded, I mean, a sharp guy. Like, he, he, unfortunately, he had to go to home now because his memory is fading. But we're talking 10 years ago. And, hey, COVID. We're, we're talking 10, 15 years ago. This guy was a sharp guy. And, I mean, no no indications at all of any kind of mental illness. And just, and you took his word for everything. And just the fact that he, not even, not even, like, making it sound malicious, would, is saying that he was visited by these beings and stuff. Man, it was, and he made I believe he, him. 
he said they were fa- he said they were friendly like he said they were friendly and stuff like that but like hearing him talk about it man it's hard not to be like there's no way that he was he doesn't do anything but drink a, one beer a day so there's nothing that's like that, that can cloud his mind for the situation unless he's I'm sure the aliens were like come join us for dinner <laughs> yeah I don't know right you're talking the guys the guys not exactly mainlining LSD like, at this point yeah so like this, this guy is not a mean person let's welcome him in open arms and not probe him. Yeah, he he's always maintained that, and I, you know, you, you, you can't disbelieve him. I mean, it's, you know. There are people who talk too long, and then there are people like him who just speak from the heart and mind of what they're saying. Yeah. And yeah. there's nothing stronger than that. He can only say what he saw, and that's all, he, you know, and that's, and that's that. And so. Yeah. <laughs> the most famous words of any uh, cryptid or extraterrestrial encounter. I know what I saw! Yeah, exactly. I know, right. I know. Sure, it's a super blurry. It's a it's a super blurry photo that I was able to take with my my Galaxy Note twenty, but still. Yeah, exactly. Mitch Hedberg joke. I think Bigfoot is blurry, and that's way more terrifying. There's a large autofocus creature wandering the forest. Perpetual <laughs> state of blur. Yeah. So, uh, Anton, why don't you uh, enlighten us on some of your? Yeah, crisis uh, with your. Um... If you haven't had any. Well, uh, first, first and foremost, uh, one uh, I would say the one of the first ones um, along the lines of uh, what Lucas was saying about just the uh, oh that's not a star oh that's not a plane um, I uh, I traveled around the country quite a bit in my younger days uh, by you know thumb or uh, you, you know bus or whatever I could possibly go to and uh, before uh, one of my biggest trips my buddies and I were just sitting around in the backyard. Um, Hadn't smoked or anything that day. We were more or less completely straight-headed. Uh, maybe had a couple drinks earlier in the day, but that was, you know, quite a quite a while before this ever happened. And we were just laying in the backyard. Uh, we were listening coast to coast, um, and just kind of, it was beautiful. Um, and we noticed, uh, uh, you know, your usual uh, nighttime phenomena of like satellites moving, but you can always tell which ones those are because they move in a very linear. They're stuck in the 70s. Yeah, yeah. In any weird way or anything like that. Uh, but then there were also a couple things that we all kind of had to uh, stop and turn to each other and, and uh, just kind of get some sort of assurance that everyone was seeing the same thing of just these what appeared to be stars moving in like and it's, so it's It's fascinating interesting, and it's also unsettling at the same time. Um... That one was pretty just moving in a way that's, you know, uncharacteristic of what you would expect for a star or a satellite. Um, another weird encounter that I can't really say is one thing or another. Um, for those listeners that are, are old enough to remember Borders, that was one of my favorite haunts as a kid because they had a kick-ass DVD selection and they had one, arguably one of the best occult selections ever. I may or may not have snagged my first couple packs of tarot cards from said section. Um, but I, uh, I was talking to a friend of mine who was in, uh, Coeur d'Alene, Idaho at the time. We were on the phone, and I was just going through, uh, you know, the paranormal section, and we were talking about the Phoenix Lights. Um, and I found that was... account come over to me, uh, and in a very monotone voice, just a sh- and that I shouldn't look into it any further. Um... Street where my uh, girlfriend at the time was working, um, and went and smoked a cigarette and sat back in the car and attempted to go start the car, and the car wouldn't start. Uh, the battery had just been changed about a week prior. Everything was still tip top with the car. 
um, but nothing was working in it, and that was, that just kind of unsettled me. Um, of electronics things not working. Um, can't really say one way or another what that was, but it was just weird. Uh, the, the the encounter that I had that had the biggest impact on me was uh, during uh, time that I was living in Colorado, and um, if memory serves, we were driving from Grand uh, Grand Junction, Colorado, back to Denver or to Greeley, and um, we're driving on the highway. It's you know about nine or ten o'clock at night, so it's nice and pitch black. Um, and the person sitting in the back seat said, uh, it was a child, and said, uh, aliens? I was like, what? What the hell are you talking about? Uh, I also happened to be on the phone with my cousin at the time, who was also a big uh, Coast to Coast fan uh, and uh, another fellow uh, believer. And um, I happened to look out, I'm in the passenger seat at the time, I happened to look out the, uh, the passenger side window, and I see the atypical triangle. Just the three lights just chilling. Uh, and they're they're close to the mountain range. And for the listeners that aren't too familiar with Colorado, um, we were somewhere near the general vicinity of like Cheyenne Mountain, NORAD, things along those lines, because none of that's very far from you. What's up? Isn't that close to Albuquerque? To Albuquerque? Yeah. Um. No, I live the north. Yeah, I mean, Albuquerque yeah. is New Mexico, yeah, but it's um, south, I know it's yeah. right on the edge, though, isn't it, Albuquerque? Of, uh, yes, yes. I've actually I've also been to Albuquerque because I stayed in Scottsdale for a, a brief period of time, um, which is right outside yeah, of Phoenix. But uh, so, so the one thing that was really weird about this is like I'm on the phone with my cousin talking about this, and she's just like, "Are you are you fucking kidding me?" I was like, "No." I'm like, "There are three lights in a triangle formation, just chilling. Uh, they were like white bluish lights, um, and then the light that was on point just shoots away and disappears." Uh, and then the light on the right shoots away and disappears. And then the light on the left shoots away and disappears. And I'm like, I'm talking to my cousin the whole time, just being like, what the fuck is going on? Like, this is super weird. Um, and then about maybe like 30 seconds later, there's three or four black helicopters that just go hauling ass in the direction that those things were going. And so I just remember at that point being completely freaked out and telling my cousin, I'm like, I'm going to get off the line now. <laughs> um, like, I, I'm not really comfortable talking on the phone because I'm yeah, not really sure what's going on with this. And uh, yeah, I was like, I'm just kidding. I was just like, yeah, that's that's probably for the best. I uh, I don't know that we should be talking on an open cell phone right now. But that's the one that to this day, like, I mean, you know, it just it stuck with me because that's, and it's not the um, it's not the manner in which your uh, your typical triangle UFOs behave. Generally, they move as one in a craft formation so then yeah, when, you know when drones and things like that became more prevalent i was like maybe it was a drone but these things fucking disappeared like they hauled ass and then blinked out of existence and to this day i have i have no answers i have no idea what the hell that was yeah that's interesting that's yeah like i said now, it, a lot of times a lot of times when people see those um unmarked uh, helicopters after they after something like that um, a it's a great soul coughing song, by the way, they, on my helicopters. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, they aren't uh, making any noise. Usually, is what how it goes. Yeah, I don't know if you can recall. Yeah, that was that. more. Or less they're of, also. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, no, no, they were. I mean, I, I expected to be able to because I've heard, you know. Yeah. Living in living in Colorado and living in, in in New York and what have you, you know, we have our fair share of military exercises. There and anytime any helicopter, with the yeah, exactly, with the exception of like mercy flight or something along those 
times that's had enough like get that large yeah oh yeah helicopters make like like a chinook, would expect... a chinook or a blackhawk you can hear coming from miles away like they are not quiet or blackhawk yeah and these by my limited understanding of military you know tech and what have you these appeared to be blackhawks because they were they were black unmarked helicopters um and they by all accounts should have made some sort of popping so noise what year as, was as they went through the air this was 2000 and 10 2011 i want to say okay uh hold on one second let me uh uh well luke's looking that up have you ever heard of the uh, tr3b i am not familiar no so it is supposedly a um a reverse engineered uh extraterrestrial aircraft that the u.s government is in the process of like analyzing um, and is that the one that Tom DeLong was talking about? Uh, I didn't, I, you know, I haven't actually looked up uh, his interview. Was that the one that he interviewed with, with uh, Joe Rogan? Or just no, in general? I, I, honestly, I don't, I generally avoid Joe uh, Rogan uh, as much as possible. No, this was the one that he gave the, uh, when he did his To the Stars Academy um, launch. Like, he did it on his, uh, on his own. Uh, I, he must have touched on it on the Joe Rogan episode, but... I haven't looked at it. I, I haven't watched it. Every time I'm looking up to the star uh, and everything else, always, like, actual information out of him. Um, although there's been email leaks with him talking to high-up government officials, which, is, you know, has something. But uh, I, right. I, I can't say yes or no either way. Um, but um, the TR-3B, it's supposed to be a, uh, you know, black triangle aircraft to three points. Usually the lights are, like... Uh, red supposedly they're supposed to go infrared you know where we couldn't see the yeah. lights but the lights would still let up around but um but a lot of times they're often said that the lights below are red but that's what i was thinking of when you were first uh, mentioning it but then you said the lights went off at different locations um so obviously it couldn't be because the tr3b is supposed to be one aircraft one solid craft right yeah, yeah. which is the weirdest yeah, yeah. thing about it is that i've never heard of three lights individually of themselves so there's there is it is somewhat common um for a couple for a couple of the so so usually when when, uh, i've heard before like because they they even thought about that about the the phoenix like well they thought there was one original um ship because they'll move the news but then some of them split off with a bunch of Smaller ships is what well, the thinking, you know? dumbest explanation um, for the Phoenix Lights I've ever heard was the fucking flare argument, which I was like, yeah, I've seen yeah, plenty yeah, of fucking flares and they don't they, react that way. So know, flares go down again. Yeah, like, these didn't go slowly. Down. Um, so what but, I just uh, what I just um, researched uh, was I was looking into your whole helicopter thing, and actually I realized uh, Osama bin Laden was killed from SEAL Team Six in 2011. So it's a very real possibility that what you've seen could have been the stealth Black Hawk helicopters, which are very rare. That you could have seen, been seen, maybe fly. Maybe they were dispatched to that area because of the anomaly. But the but those stealth helicopters, you can barely even hear them, and they were around in 2011 when Osama bin Laden was killed. It's very real possibility that you may have seen those helicopters. That's insane. Uh, but don't forget to add the caveat of allegedly when when Osama was allegedly killed. Yes, correct. So- <laughs> no, body my head. That's that's really interesting. What we said about the uh, the lights moving independent of themselves. 
Oh yeah, um, I, I, a lot of the actual like um, first-hand reports I read. So I don't know if you you obviously you have to know about the um, um, I think it's Operation Blue Book. What it was called? Yeah, yeah Operation Blue Book. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. So I read a lot of the um, the uh, so the ones that weren't uh, officially have a uh, an answer. You know, the ones that were unofficial. That were that were affiliated to not have an answer. Like the ones that were like still like unsure, like what this would be anything still, you know. A lot of right. that actually is like orbs um, traveling in pair, like pairs or multiple coming together and then splitting off in different directions, or, or you know going towards the uh, observer at all like that. Which then also does come to mind um, the World War Two phenomenon that happened quite uh, extensively, which was what they uh, called the Foo Fighters. The Foo Fighters, yeah, yeah, yeah the Foo. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, which then goes towards the Battle of Los Angeles. That's a, such a um, fucking sweet rabbit hole to go down to. The Battle of LA yeah, and the pictures, yeah, it's just awesome. Yeah. It's, it was a pretty crazy one. Um, but the, the Foo Fighters are something, like, again, you know, a, a ball um, of light that would travel in use around a plane until they split off to uh, chase planes down. Not necessarily chasing them down, but just following them. Um, and in some accounts, were actually... Um, causing a tremendous interference in the planes, causing to fall out of the sky. No, not not yeah. uh, in a drastic manner where the pilot wouldn't live through it, but just like in a crash land. You know. So you're not talking like Bermuda or Devil's Triangle type uh, e- equipment interference. You're talking more just a brief moment of interruption that will yeah. jar the pilot, but not lead to a yeah, large crash. Like a short EMP burst, almost. Yeah, 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 and um. Obviously, they, they, the U.S. thought that that was a German technology. The Germans thought that that was an Allied technology. You know, so what, what was the uh, was... What, what was the official name for the Nazi Bell? The uh, I think what, I... Yes, yes, thank you. Um, yeah, that was actually. I love that. I love bringing up that. that then, uh, that one. Super, super <laughs> interesting. Actually, that so starts tipping into really Admiral really cool. Bird Hollow Earth territory. Yeah, oh yeah, I, Admiral Baird. Yeah, that that that's something that blows my mind. Um, Same. High jump. Um, yeah. So why did so, we send a military um, fleet for a fucking recon expedition? You know what I mean? Literally, like five thousand men. Yeah, exactly. 5, yeah, what was it? Five warships, two two destroyers, two battleships. Yeah, two destroyer warships, and yeah, and, and an aircraft here. Yeah. Okay. For for. Uh, you know, recon, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, so actually, something neat about the the, the Glocken. I can't remember the actual years off the top of my head. Let me um, see if I can but, find it in the book uh, while you're talking. Um, so, so, supposed to disappear. Thirty-seven, it disappeared. You know, we'll say in nineteen thirty, you know, like that. And then I believe it was like five or six years later um, that something crashed outside of a city. I don't know. I can't even remember the city. This is a terrible story now. Um, in, in the U.S., um, the, the Mid-South, I guess it was. It was. Maybe Missouri. Okay. I, I'm, I'm not sure. Um, but it crashed outside of town there. And so these people went and they, they checked it out and they reported it into the US, their fire station. And it went up the chain of line, and then the actually military came in and drove it away. But the people that that thought originally said it looked like a bell, or it looked like an acorn, an upside down acorn. 
when it was landed and that it had actual like symbolism on the side and a few people said it actually had a side of it as well so right like little theories saying that the glock and disappeared from where it was being held in germany um to uh, a new location in the u.s um well it crashed there on like maybe like a you know test flight or something like that and uh occupied territory or like saying that the time traveled to the future is then we say that because they use uh what was being worked on big time was vortex technology that actually allowed to make up the, the turbochargers um but uh they used to take vortex technology and i guess mercury and you that to create a type of anti-gravity field which is i mean not possible but you know mercury was was said to be a uh, very um very uh special kind of metal um uh, you're talking like uh you know the indestructible metal that we're talking about from roswell maybe as well could have been um could have been the one that would you would fold it up and it would unfold itself again back yep the exact same I guess that was more like a tinfoil, you know. It looked very remarkably similar to like a space blanket. Yeah, yeah, like a, like a thermal blanket. Yeah. yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, what do you think about the uh, the fifty two uh, the December nineteen fifty two encounter at the Capitol and the uh, all the lore of uh, Valiant Thor of the, uh, oh, the Venetian? So, so um, uh, what was it? What was it? Um, Val, Val, Val Valiant Thor. Thor? Valiant it Thor. Was, yes. Uh, um, I always thought that was very interesting um, because, you know, but I have a hard time believing it because, again, why would an alien need to get captured to obtain secret of the U.S. government, you know, something antiquated technology to them, you know? Well, my understanding of it isn't that he got captured so he could acquire any sort of technology. It was more of the, uh, he basically, basically offered himself up to us and then gave the, uh, you know, the whole speech of, um, my, my race can help you eliminate, yeah, yeah, poverty and war. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then we had a couple of secretaries of defense that were just like, um, that will collapse the economy overnight and send us into ruin. Um, but well, yeah, Valiant Thor's I think is a great story, story, but like not a big part of that story that, uh, when they did put him in holding, they put him in holding chambers. He just and people would see him around the, the yes. building. And yeah, he was able uh, to materialize outside of the base. But when they would go back and check on him in that building without him, you know, always be there. So, so I was just yeah. that why, why would he need to go and look over, like, classified information, you know? So, I mean, that was that was always an interesting, an interesting story to me, you know, as opposed to anything else. But I don't think he actually ever said... Uh, no, didn't he say he came from Venus? Yes, he was a Venetian. Um, which is interesting, yeah, like, not yeah. the Venetian part, but, like, I think that most of that story was the inspiration for the, uh, the, uh, uh Nick Frost and, uh, Simon Pegg movie, Paul. Oh, yeah. That was, the, yeah, uh... def yeah, definitely was, yeah. Okay. Um, but it was interesting when that story came around, which I think was, in, when the story was based, it was in the 1970s, and actually, if you look back in the 1970s, uh, this was actually a big spot where we thought life would be on. Right. Um, because it actually had a, a similar, like, atmosphere look to Earth and like Earth did as well. But looking mm -hmm. at what Venus is now, it's obviously so extremely hot that uh, um, organic carbon-based life forms would 
basically not be able to go there unless, uh, like, in the upper, you know, um, eating and uh, ethane, ethane um, crystals and stuff like that, you know. Yes. I mean, I can't, uh, unless they go underground, but I mean, Venus still has, has a molten course. It's going to be that much cooler underground on Venus, you know, so because it's still in the atmosphere, it still does magnetic um, um, shield from the from the sun's um, rays. But uh, I mean, they kind of about Venus, I guess, more so. I mean, I guess if anything, if aliens were here, we would probably see them mostly on moons like uh, Europa or Io or mm-hmm. um, Titan, I would say, a molten core which with liquid water beneath an ice. You know, now it actually almost goes to far as say if aliens did want to watch over us, our side of the moon would be the best bet to watch us if place there by You're talking the dark side of our moon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our moon, yeah. yeah, because we can't uh we ha- we actually can't view the dark side of the moon. We have to use a Pronged approach anything looking dark side of the moon because by radio transmission can't travel through the moon because the moon has such a high um, high titanium content. It's actually I think it's actually fifty percent higher. It contains fifty percent more titanium than the Earth does. So we can't bounce signals through it. Basically, is what you're saying. Yeah, we have to our, be yeah, on to. the light side in order to actually transmit back to Earth. Yeah, and if we if we want to do that from the, from the moon, we have to basically place us uh, uh, like a like a Two hour satellite, like two or two satellites. Yeah, they touched. Side. They touched on that in Independence Day. Uh, how yeah, you can't yeah, yeah. send a fucking signal from one way to another. You have to bounce it off of a couple other on ones. The outside, yeah. Which is yes. what China did when they sent, because China recently sent rover to the dark side. They actually had placed two uh, two satellites around the around it. The rover could send a signal to satellite A, which then bounces it B, which then bounces it back in front of the moon. The C then which bounces it down to you know. So it takes almost twice, three times as long to receive transmissions to oh, and yeah. from. Yep. But uh, those satellites that were on the other side like, won't be there forever because the, the moon has such a uh, a, a low gravity gravitational pull as compared to the Earth, so that even though the, the satellite stay in its gravity for a little bit, it can't stay out that long and that's putting away. Oh, okay. Interesting. All right, guys. Uh, anything else? Uh, Very cool. Anything else you guys want to touch on before we uh, we say adios? Um, I, the only other thing I could. Just say uh is that um the, the one of the one of the things that i find fascinating about uh ufo and um you know extraterrestrials and interdimensionals and what have you is that it's a constant throughout human history like it, it's just something that we've always had in our lore whether it be the hinderfolk of uh, you know celtic or gaelic uh, origin or you know, norse origin or the will of the wisp again of, of gaelic and celtic like origin and what have you, and Even just these Egyptian hieroglyphics too. I mean, there's some things that are questionable in the hieroglyphics. I mean, yeah, there's there's absolutely we, that would be a whole nother episode if we started getting into the Egyptian and the chariots of the gods, and you know, like uh, the it, yeah, yeah, and the fact that, that we can't recreate you know, the ability to build things like they did back then, where you have, like, like I understand with certain aspects of, like, oh, well, there's no space between them. It's like, yeah, with weather and, and you know, wear and tear and shit like that. But the fact that these bricks were cut to almost laser precision. 
precision. 10,000 miles? Or 1,000 miles or something? From, uh, 1,000 miles away from Salisbury Plain, where Stonehenge stands now, is where they brought the stones from, like, Slave labor can only go so fucking much before we're yeah, getting into yeah. territories where it's like I don't, I don't buy like it. A, I don't buy it. A person hurting their fingers on like bricks, like they had to constantly fuck about people like you doing that. Well, on each well again, if we're talking each... slave labor, nobody gives a flying fuck what happens. Yeah, yeah that's true. But touche. Yeah, if you break your finger, you die. Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, it, you you can lose about you know a third of your workforce on the way back, and you're like, well, whatever, we'll just <laughs> conquer more. Yeah. So, um. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, uh, Anton, I uh, appreciate you coming on and giving us uh, plenty of uh, plenty of things to uh, to go. I'm sure we can go for another few hours here, but I appreciate you coming on and giving your. Oh, I'm sure we could talk for another day if we want to do. Oh yeah. No, thanks He'll for having me, man. He'll be back. Um, for uh, for anyone that wants to follow me out there, uh, I'm on uh, Instagram is HP Shovecraft, uh, Twitch.tv slash HP Shovecraft. Um, you. Usually, uh, you know, streaming and uh, just being a being an overall, uh, a, you know, crazy person. Uh, thank you guys so much for having me on. It's, yeah, uh, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a good time. We'll have to have you on again, uh, you guys. You know where to look us up. We uh, stream the. Uh, if you want to watch the unedited versions of the uh, stream, uh, Twitch TV forward slash forsaken underscore sniper with two r's at the end of sniper there uh that's where we kind of record this live if you want to watch more of the unedited version of the podcast before it comes out obviously uh thank you for listening uh wherever you get your podcast wherever you listen to us we appreciate the uh, support uh uh ty drake I like and subscribe like and subscribe obviously <laughs> ty you heard the man um i have nothing with following because i post stupid art shit so uh, don't follow me and also don't follow me from behind because it's weird but uh, I, he's really uh, into it if you follow him from behind. As long as you go up and put your hands on his hips and then just pull him closely to you, he's really into it. Yeah, if you're not yeah. showing me a good time, don't bother following me. Drake? Um, so, uh, don't, don't follow me. <laughs> I don't have any on. Um, but I will just say my closing words are so look up the Battle of Nuremberg. I think the 1700s. Interesting. Okay, sounds good. All right, thanks. Wait, we're allowed closing words? Six Emperor Tyrannus. Yeah, I'm also going to say our closing <laughs> words. Play, play Black Ops Cold War. It's got a bunch of cool mind trick shit in it. We talked about this episode and a lot of stuff with the Air 51. Sh- shout out Black Ops. Shout out you never played Black Ops. Shout, shout, shout out uh, shout out Pokemon. You say shout, shout out to Black Cops or Black Cops? Shout out to Destroy All Humans. Arguably yeah. the greatest yeah. game game. Shout out to Ramstein for having a song in Destroy All Humans. All right, guys, uh, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Shout out to Cracker. Shout out to Walker. See you guys later. See you guys.